Hello there, everybody. This is the Computer Crusader. And today, we got three big stories lined up for you guys. First off, we got Jeff Bezos' new Shepard rocket getting launched yesterday into the edge of space. Incredible! The first time we've ever seen something like that. With a crewed mission, I guess, from his company. Pretty intense. We also got... The valve company. Now, I'm not talking about no water pump valve. Or no sprinkler valve. I'm talking about the valve company that made the Steam PC game marketplace. They coming out with a new portable PC. Called the Steam Deck. Very cool. We're gonna discuss all about that and give our thoughts on what I think about it. And last, but certainly not least, we are going to EXPOSE the MAGA-targeted, quote-unquote, FREEDOM PHONE. And how it's not even really a patriotic phone, patriotically made in China. We're gonna talk about how it's a scam. But anyways, it will be done on this episode, episode 4. Season 1 of the Crusader at the Round Table. A quick update to the podcast uh, uh, channel uh, schedule. The time for both Monday and uh, Friday now. I'm moving it instead of Thursday posting. I will be posting on Friday. And, and the time has been changed from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. So if you're late at night and, you ha and you're a family, watch it with your kids, go on the couch and you're bored, say, hey, I'm gonna go watch some Computer Crusader, you can go and put me on. The TV, that is. Alright, I was recording this part later. Enjoyed the episode. So what I'm gonna do is, for, for the people watching the video form of the podcast, like on YouTube, Odyssey, uh, I'm actually gonna go ahead and do this right now. So you can actually see the sources that I'm using, instead of, uh, you know, just getting a, a picture for the entire time. So, yeah, the cringy uh, cover art. But, yeah, uh, unfortunately, for the people listening on Spotify and the audio version, uh, you cannot see this screen. So this will only be for people who watch on YouTube or other sites. So, yeah, we're going to start off with this first story right here, which is going to be about... Uh, Blue Origin, Jeff Bezos, launching on the new Shepard at 9-11. Was that coincidental? Who knows? 9-11, Eastern Daylight Time, July 20th, which was yesterday. Looks like he only spent about three minutes up there. <laughs> on the, well, let's see. Oh, I'm showing right here around eight or so minutes. That might have been the time it took to, to, uh, to come down to Earth. <laughs> took like eight minutes to go up there. Only three minutes of actually seeing space, then eight minutes to come back. So in total, it would probably be like 19 minutes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, what the... Not a lot of, uh, time seeing Earth now, so... But yeah. And again, like all the episodes I'm, that I've, uh, recorded so far, I'm gonna, uh, put all of the sources links in a ghost bin, which will be, uh, linked in the description of the episode when it gets published, so, yeah, be on the lookout for that, take a look at that if you're, uh, 
wanting to confirm or actually go ahead and read what I what I mentioned on my podcast. So yeah, but uh, so it looks like uh, Jeff Bezos uh, launched this uh, crewed mission on on his launch site one with his company Blue Origin in Western Texas. So you know desert. Uh, and apparently it was, the crew included him, Jeff Bezos himself, wearing a cowboy hat, trying to blend in. His brother Mark Bezos, which looked like he was, uh, jacked, ready to go. Looked like he's on some gear. Uh, Mercury 13 and aviation pioneer Wally Funk, which it turns out was actually a woman. I didn't actually know that until, uh, earlier today when I looked it up. Apparently they did, they wouldn't let her go on the uh be an astronaut earlier because she was a woman, so apparently that's what it was. So now she's over here with Bezos, so finally got to see space for like three minutes, I guess. Well, congratulations. And uh apparently this eighteen year old guy, Oliver Damon. What, like a computer Damon? Hold up, running in the background. Honestly, what he was doing with this uh, crew, he's probably running in the background because nobody knew who he was before this. <laughs> I mean, what the heck? But, uh, yeah, it, uh, imagine going to high school. You're in like 18 year old. Imagine being a senior in high school, getting ready to graduate. You get all your friends. You tell them, hey, what y'all doing this summer? And your friends are like, oh, I'm going to go smoke some weed. Where's the hooker? You know, all that stuff. They out there smoking. I don't know what if that's the sound they make because I don't do any, no weed. So, I mean, we're professional over here. We don't do no weed. But, uh, yeah, we a Christian channel. No weed. Yeah, they're probably over there underage drinking. Oh yeah, homie. Oh yeah, we're gonna go party out tonight at spring break. Oh my god. That's probably what the, this kid's friends are doing. And he's over there. Well, guess what I get to do? They're like, what you get to do? He's over here, all of us saying, saying, uh, man, I get to go to space with the world's Second, I guess second richest man. I really don't know anymore because it's like it changes every week. Uh, <laughs> you know, like every, every five minutes his uh, net worth changes because it's based on his uh, uh, Amazon net worth. <laughs> so, so the revenue from Amazon. But uh, <laughs> so it's like, well, <laughs> you know, don't know. But either way, apparently in 2019, I looked it up. This man was worth over $131 billion. I get to travel the space where the billionaire. What you say about that? They over there smoking. Oh yeah. Oh my God, homie, that's killer. Man, I'd love to just go to go on a mission at 18 years old with a billionaire. I mean, what? Hello, this dude, Lucky. I don't even know if he's from this country, but either way, man, you a killer. You a killer right now, homie. Let's see what else he says right here. Space.com. By the way, this article is from Space.com. Never heard of this website until today. But, uh... 
Uh, 82 years old, by the way, this woman, Wally Funk. 82! What the heck? So we got a super old lady. We got the two boomers. Uh, boomer billionaires over here, Jeff Bezos and Mark. Then we got the Zoomer over here, 18-year-old Oliver Damon. Computer Damon, USB Damon. Uh, they're, they're ecstatic. Oh, God, don't tell me they're doing ecstasy now. Oh, God. Anyways, never mind. <laughs> but, uh, probably gonna edit that out of the, edit, edit that out of the final, uh, episode, but, uh, okay. Funk's over here. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, I bet. You're over here, 82 years old. That ain't on too many 82-year-old bucket list over there. Tell you what, not many 82-year-olds want to get launched into space. Man, speaking of getting launched into space, I went to Epcot one time. Any of you guys, leave, leave, leave a comment down below if you've ever been to Epcot. Man, that is, that is like the best Disney park ever. Best theme park in Florida. Every, every one of the other ones, trash, overpriced. This one over here, $250. Man, you get a killer ticket. You get to spend the whole day there. You get, go to all these, uh... Uh, countries, whatever, I guess they like, pretend to be a country, or simulate what the food is there, man, that's killer right there, you get to see what in the world is going on with all these countries, Japan, I really like Japan, I thought Japan was cool, parents wanted to go to China, wanted to go to China, by the way, speaking of China, the manga targeted free freedom phone was made in China, so, uh, yeah, there's a little snippet of what's to come, but, uh, yeah, anyways. But, yeah, anyways, when I was in, uh, Epcot, man, there was this one ride we did first. It was, like, the technology section. It was, like, all the astron astronomy, all the space stuff. Man, I went into the spaceship Mars. Father wanted to go on. There were, uh, if you don't know, I forgot what the name of the the ride was, but it was basically like simulating getting launched on a planet and then crashing down, uh, like on a space shuttle or something. But, uh, yeah, of course, now this ride had two, uh, modes or two sections. The Earth, it was like Earth and Mars. Earth was the more mild ride, and Mars was the, the wild ride, big wild. Man, father wanted to say, oh, we better go get our money's worth. We're gonna go go on the uh, the Mars ride, homie. I was like, oh my lord, hold on. I'm gonna get sick from this. Turns out I actually didn't get sick, but I don't know if I was quite ecstatic like these people are over here. I don't know if I was quite ecstatic right there. Because I mean, lord. <laughs> I mean, that, is, that was, uh, you know, pretty... <laughs> What they do is, of course, they strap you in. Now, you're, you're tight in there because my parents were each on, they were like three seats right up against each other. The amount of G-forces, it simulated G-forces of like yeah, actually getting launched into space. Man, if that's what, uh, if that's what getting launched into space is, man, I ain't never going there. Homie, I ain't never. Because, Lord. I got launched up, felt like my face was falling off, getting brushed back like a leaf blower. 
like a high-powered leaf blower. Just stuck it in my face and turned it on high blast. Saying, here you go. Feel that breeze. That's what it felt like. Felt like my skin was getting blown back by a wind force. Never seen before. Never felt before. It was insane. Yeah, and over here, Jeff Bezos talking about a woohoo. Man, I wish I actually liked drinking chocolate milk because I, I felt I probably should have had a woohoo after that. I would have had one and probably thrown up too. <laughs> but anyways, all that G-force, all that... It's time for liftoff. Houston, are you ready to go? How do you feel? I felt pretty bad, homie. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, so apparently the Blue Origin, by the way, that's the company that Jeff Bezos has founded for, uh, uh, to do his, uh, space stuff. No, get, uh, stop. Okay. I accidentally clicked on a link over. Oh my, will you stop, please? Get, get, stop. Stop. Brave. Come on. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let's let it load up here. Okay, so, sorry about that, I'm yawning now, apparently I'm tired. Uh, the company has already announced plans for at least two more passenger launches in 2021, with the next one as early as September. Literally, these people are so ecstatic, literally, they can't even wait two months. They're just ready to get off the earth, they're like, oh crap, all this pollution, all these bad humans, all these, uh, whatever, that's probably what they're saying. Oh, I can't stand all these narcissists, even though I'm probably one myself. I better get off of here. Oh, nope. Keep in mind. Real quick, this is just my personal opinion. Please, if Jeff Bezos, if you are watching this, please do not sue me. Any of these companies mentioned, please do not sue me. I, this is just my opinion. I'm just simply, you know, doing whatever. Okay. I don't even make any money off of this. I don't even uh, accept donations because... You know, whatever. I'm not even big enough yet. Maybe if I get a little bit bigger, I might ask you guys if you want to support me. Get me a PayPal or some crypto. Get in that crypto game, homie. Get in that crypto game. Just like Spaces right here says it's supported by the audience. That's going to be me in the future. Unless Razor decides to, uh... Give me some money. Alright, anyways, uh... So that's enough of Jeff Bezos right now. Let's move on to the second story right here, which, oh, for all you gamers out there listening, you guys, I bet you already heard of this already. It's the uh, Steam Deck, which is going to be Valve's answer to uh, the Nintendo Switch. It's like a PC. If, if a Switch was a PC, that's, I guess, what they're going for. Now, for a little bit of backstory for all you non-gamers out there listening to me, Valve is... Uh, I'm not talking about a water pump valve, like if you work for a wa a, a water a water tank or a water or a wa water pump place. Well, I can't even talk today. A water pump place, and uh, you know they over there uh, turning valves and stuff to regulate pressure. That ain't what this is. This is not that not that not that type of valve. It's uh. It's called Valve Corporation, and they are, they are uh, well known for making the 
the Steam platform, which is a platform for PC games, a marketplace, so you can purchase them digitally without having to go, because you used to have to go to a store and buy it like you would a console game, and it said, like, for PC or whatever. I, I think I still have a couple of old SpongeBob games I used to play on a, on this uh, Dell Inspiron computer with no graphics card <laughs> when I was, like, uh, seven years old or something. Like eight, eight, nine years old, I was over there playing SpongeBob games. But anyways, hey, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I think they're really going for the Switch aesthetic with that right there. So yeah, yeah. But uh, anyways, it says it, this this article, PC Gamer, pretty much covers all about the Steam Deck that you need to know: pricing, specs, pictures, what it looks like, what it can do. It says right here, it's a handheld device that can play any games in your Steam library. So, for all you guys have a Steam account, you literally just sign right into it. Boom! All your games over there, you can just play your games on the go. It says right here, aiming to be the Nintendo Switch for PC gaming. Exactly what I said. But however, this, this Steam Deck can not only play games, it's also like a fully-fledged computer. It's really a portable PC. Man, how many of you guys out there, leave it in the comments down below. How many of you guys want a portable PC? I mean, honestly, how would, what would you do if you had a portable PC? Man, you wouldn't even get no work done. You'd just be over there binging, binge-watching Game of Thrones, Netflix, whatever the heck they've watched on TV. Now I don't even watch TV. But, because it's too much of a distraction. I'd rather read books and, uh, Listen to audiobooks and uh, watch documentaries and uh, watch my videos. Nope, never mind. <laughs> Anyways, uh, forget that last part. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let's go back to the Steam Deck because, you know, who cares what I think? All right, it says right here, you can plug it in into a monitor or a TV, which is exceptional right now. Pretty much just like a PC. You can install other apps and software like Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, whatever. By the way, I heard Netflix was losing like 85% of its revenue, which, uh, man, they, uh, they better go, uh, figure something out right there because that's, <laughs> that's kind of a, that ain't, <laughs> that ain't too good, homie. But, uh, yeah, and of course, use it to watch streaming video. I mean, what else? says, and more. Now it sounded like an infomercial. I mean, come on, PC gamer. Well, is Michael and Dale gonna come up here? Hey there, this is Michael and Dale. You buying my my pillow? I can't even do his accent right, but yeah. You know Michael and Dale, that's who he does. Who he's famous for, so. Uh. Says you can even install other game stores on it, according to Valve, which is killer right now. It says the Steam Deck will run on a new version of SteamOS. Now this is really what's getting a lot of people excited because SteamOS, in case y'all don't know, in case y'all don't know about uh, Steam Deck, uh, no, no, not Steam Deck, Steam, uh, SteamOS, it, it was Valve's, in, uh, I think it was around like a few years ago, like seven years ago, they came out with this concept called the Steam Machine, which was like, you know, they were making their own console, but it was like a computer that looked like a 
like an Xbox, pretty much. You can play it like a console. It had its own controller, a Steam controller, and it ran on its operating system. It was built by Valve called uh, SteamOS, and it was, it was based on the Linux kernel, and it was meant to pretty much just be like a front end for, uh, for uh, a console type of PC front end for like Steam, because that's pretty much all you could do on the old version. You could literally just like put Steam on there and that was it. Just download your Steam. You couldn't put no Netflix, no nothing on there. So, I mean, that's all, that's all it was for. So it, it was kind of a failure. And uh, yeah, because people couldn't see any utility on it because most of the people who were interested in it already had like gaming PCs. So they could just, you know, play, use Steam on that. There was no point. But uh, now Valve did it. They released something else uh, on the side called a Steam Link which was pretty much like a, it was a device that you would like plug into your, your TV. If I remember correctly, it was either your TV or the computer that you wanted. Yeah, I think it was the computer actually. Or no. No, it might have been the TV. You plug it into either the TV that you want to uh, output to or the computer that you want to input from. But what, it, what it was pretty much was you could like link your Steam and uh, what you do, it would come with a controller as well. You use the controller to like uh, turn on your TV. Actually, yeah, no, I'm wrong. It, it did plug into your TV and it, and it took wirelessly from your computer. Uh, it used a, a technology, a wireless technology uh, to uh, communicate with, the, with, the, with your gaming computer. But uh, what it was, was you would just, yeah, uh, uh, power on your TV, you know, change the source to whatever the Steam link was, and then you would, it would pretty much act as like a front end for Valve, or Steam on there, and it would transmit the data and the games wirelessly from your computer, your gaming computer. And I'm, I'm, it was pretty cool. Or it was a hardware device, $50 it cost, I think, and that, that actually did okay for Valve. They did okay with that. But uh, it didn't use SteamOS, it, it, it just took the games that allowed you to like stream. I think you had to open up your game first on your gaming computer, and then you could like send it over. You can op uh, turn on the com TV with Steam Link on it, activate, and it would like send it over automatically. It was pretty cool, pretty neat concept now. Now they ended up stopping production for it because I guess it cost too much. And now they, they're, they're creating a Steam Link app for your phone which kind of does the, a similar thing, except it just uses your phone now to communicate instead of making a, like an, uh, an app, an, uh, an, uh, no, a, a product, an actual hardware device that does it. But yeah, anyways, back to the Steam machine. Yeah, they failed because people just like install Windows on them. And they pretty much just used it as like a, a Windows gaming, a second Windows gaming computer that wasn't as good. So yeah, Valve stopped making a, uh, Stop production for those two because no, they won't go on nowhere. And now uh, they've been out of production for a couple of years now. And I guess now they finally uh, re they redid it. They took what their customers said. And now they're making a new version of SteamOS, which says allows you to play Windows games that don't have official Linux support using uh, Valve's... And that's the other thing they built, too, after Steam Machines. 
They created this new technology called Proton, which allows Windows games to run on Linux devices. And it's also allowing you to uninstall Steam OS and install Windows as well on it. So you can pretty much have like a portable Windows machine right there, which is pretty killer, if you ask me. So yeah, but uh, anyways, uh, you're probably asking, hey, Alan, what's the official release date for the, the Steam Deck? Well, I got it right here. The Steam Deck will begin shipping in December of 2021, which will be this year. They're going to begin shipping, but it says you probably won't expect order availability until uh, the first quarter, like the first three months or so of 2022, which is going to be next year. And uh, it looks like every quarter they're going to sh start uh, making available the three uh, versions based off of the size. So, yeah, I mean, there you go. So. You guys won't have to wait that much longer for it, so pretty exciting. But uh, yeah. Anyways, so this, the Steam Deck uh, Valve is already allowing the Steam Deck to be reserved for uh, on their on their Steam website. So you would already have to have a Steam account in order to re at least even purchase or reserve this, because they're making it available through their Steam uh, marketplace. So. You have to put down a $5 deposit first in, in case uh, if you want to go ahead and reserve it or if you want to buy one. So, uh, yeah. But uh, a lot of customers, Valve was very smart with this. They did this, uh, they put a bunch of uh, error messages and timeouts on the reservation page, and uh, which was very smart of them, kind of, because... It was their effort to prevent people from ordering multiple Steam Decks and then reselling them, like what we saw with uh, the graphics cards, PS5s, and uh, other types of hardware coming out as well. So they're yeah, very smart with Valve to do that, so they're making sure Steam Decks are available for everybody who wants one and uh, not be overwhelmed themselves. So, yeah, Very cool right there. And they're only allowing you to start at July 18th, which was as of the time of recording this episode three days ago. So, yeah. So now, uh, you're probably saying, okay, well, $5 deposit, what's that actually going to go towards? So, it appears right here the $5 deposit is going to go towards the cost of the Steam Deck if you decide to order one. However, they're allowing it to be refunded if you change your mind and cancel. So, uh, when inventory is available, Valve says customers will be immediately notified in the order reservations were made to make their purchase. So, there you go. So, you can only reserve the Steam Deck currently in either the United States, UK, Canada, or the European Union. So, pretty much North America and Western Europe is the only place where you can, uh, where you could, uh, reserve this device. So right here, hey, shows this woman playing the, the Steam Deck over here, looking pretty excited, I guess. I don't know. Can't see her face. <laughs> Who knows? But, uh, you know, now the big thing right here, for all you parents out there who are watching this, probably got kids over here talking about, hey, hey, hey Computer Crusader, 
How much is this device gonna cost? How much of a hole is this gonna drill in my wallet for Christmas? My Christmas bonus gonna go down the drain! Man, you're gonna have so many drains, you're gonna think this is a bathtub marketplace right here. You're gonna think you're in Home Depot looking at showers and bathtubs. And sinks. Good night. But anyways. So here, I get it right here. Now there's three versions like I mentioned earlier about the Steam Deck. And the cheapest one is a 64 gigabit version at around $400 starting out. With 529 for the 256 gigabit and the 512 for the $649 for the 512 gigabit version. Now all of these can be expanded with micro SD cards. Now, the faster the micro SD card, the quicker the loading time of the game will be. So make sure you keep that in mind right now. However, this the, the, the base storage on all these devices is using a NVMe M.2 SSDs with a well, actually, it's these two only, it's saying. The 64, it's only shown with EMMC, which is kind of the cheaper type of storage version. So really, if you were asking me, I'd probably recommend at least getting this version right here. The 256 version. So, yeah. Uh, again, let's scroll down here. So now here's the part you guys are probably the most excited about, which is the specifications about this uh, device right here. The Steam Deck. So what it is, is the console is 7 inches, has a 7 inch display, which is around the same size as the Switch, maybe a little bit smaller. Actually no, it's a little bit bigger than the Switch. Switch is around like a 6.3 inch. Now it says right here, it's running on AMD, uh, an APU, Advanced Processing Unit, which is sort of like a combination of a, uh, a graphics card, a, C a CPU, a GPU, and uh, an encoder, I think. That's kind of like what it, so it's pretty much like an all-in-one component of a computer. So it's built on the two uh, AMD architectures right here, the Zen 2 and the RDNA 2, which is the graphics card, it looks like. The Zen 2 is the CPU. It confirms it right here. If the architecture used in Zen 2 is the same found within the AMD Ryzen 3000 processors. So there's four cores, which are capable of eight threads. I mean, that's pretty good for a small uh, computer right now, considering the size. Right here, in the RDNA 2, Steam, Steam Deck comes with eight compute units, or CUs, for a total of 512 cores in the in the Steam Deck, which compared to the Xbox Series S, that comes with 20. So a little over uh, twice as many right there. But it appears like you can actually uh, play game, pretty, pretty much any game at 720p on the Steam Deck without uh, any bottlenecking or anything occurring right now. GPU clock speed is from 1 to 1.6 gigahertz. CPU clock speed 2.4 to 3.5 gigahertz. That's pretty good right there. 16 gigabit RAM, pretty cool. DDR5, very new storage. You get the three figurations. The, the, the larger two use a M.2 SSD, and the first one uses EMMC uh, 
technology. Or 7 inch, it uses liquid crystal display, so LCD. Resolution 1280 by 800, I mean that's basic 720p stuff there, HD. 60 hertz refresh rate, that's pretty much the same refresh rate you get on your, if you work in an office, that's the monitor you work with on there. Pretty much the same thing there. Connectivity, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. It has support for DisplayPort 1.4, which is, I'm assuming, is what allows you to connect it up to a TV or a monitor. An external, so you can have two displays right now. Pretty cool, 40 watt hours, I mean, considering down below here it talks about uh, the battery life right here. You get about 2 to 8 hours with the 40 watt hour battery, considering what the use case is for this, so. Not extremely uh, good, but I guess it's better than, uh, I guess it's better than, uh, I don't know, for, for a PC, maybe, I don't know. Weight approximately 1.74 grams, so it's a little bit more uh, weightier than the Switch, which is around like 0.8 grams or something. So yeah, and of course there's the prices listed again for you right here. Uh, so yeah, ideally I'd recommend either the 256 gigabit or the 512 gigabit, and you can just get a faster micro SD cards that you can put in if you want to expand storage. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much what I would recommend. Uh, you can check on the Steam Deck store page, which is on the Steam store. You'll check, you'll get notified, and yeah. So that's pretty much it right here, and it says there is a dock actually for the Steam Deck which further cements it as being a Switch competitor. But it's sold separately from the, from the Steam Deck. So this is actually what allows you to connect to your TV and monitor like a, like a Nintendo Switch. And it uses the USB-C technology that provides DisplayPort and HDMI output and Ethernet adapter. So you can, you can connect with, that's one thing it has over the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch only offers Wi-Fi connectivity to the internet. Uh, this will allow you to connect with Ethernet, so wired connection. Pretty cool, and allows you to plug up up to three USB inputs, so you could probably have flash drives on here if you want. To expand it even more, that's what you uh, want to do. I mean, what the heck? Connect them in a RAID array, there you go. Pretty cool right now, huh? But it hasn't revealed yet, uh, actually how much the dock will cost, but they said there is going to be a dock with it, so. And it's not even available on the Steam site. So anyways, there you go. That's the Steam Deck overall. Pretty cool, pretty interesting. If I get enough money, I don't know, I may have, I'm, I'm probably not going to get it first time because, you know, trying to save up money to buy my own house or start renting or doing something. Uh... Working towards saving up to also invest in future education, some more IT certifications, so I can get a better job. So that's what you got to do in the IT industry, which I work in, by the way. So, which I told you guys on the welcome video, I was going to do some future videos on uh, IT careers and what you could do to get started and how you should handle uh, what type of certifications, education is out there. 
All that stuff. I'll do videos on that as well. So yeah, very cool. But anyways, let's move on to the last story for you guys tonight. And this is about the, the scammy, quote-unquote, freedom phone targeted towards Trump voters. It says right here, this article from Ars Technica has a breathtaking amount of red flags. Man, red flags? What happened to red, white, and blue with your patriotic flag? Come on now, homie. Red flag? Ton of red flags over here. You'll think it's China. Speaking of China, that's apparently the country that manufactured the phone. Here's a picture of the phone right here. Literally looks like a basic Android phone with simple uh, conservative type apps installed on it. And apparently some of them are security apps. Really not even all of them are security apps. Like most of these are stupid. And you could pretty much install that on an Android phone if you want that. Oh yeah, and it gives you an America background. I mean, really now, how foolish. Look at this, uncensored app store. Okay, I mean, what? Anyways, let's, let's, let's uh, read this article and see what's really going on with this right here. Apparently the man behind this is named, uh, let's see right here, Eric Finman. Where is he? Eric Finman right here, self-described. World's youngest Bitcoin millionaire. Right there, that's a red flag. Uh, uh, first off, if you were really concerned about security, you would not get Bitcoin. Because Bitcoin has all these flaws. You'd come up with the homie Monero. The homie Monero. Very epic. That's the best privacy coin you got right there. And it's a alter, uh, uh, evil, somewhat evil cousin, wow, narrow, meme coin cousin. But anyways, let's get back to the phone, the freedom phone. Here's the sales pitch for the phone. Nobody elected Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey to be the arbiters of truth in America. Yeah, I mean, okay, I agree with that. That's true. This is how he tries to hook you in. A man over a course of triumphant horns. Yeah, these people out there playing horns. This ain't no party, man. My party was uh, cup, uh, last week. It was, it was kind of fun, but, I mean, it ain't a party no more, homie. Yet they still thought it was okay to ban a sitting president from their platforms. Yeah, that's what happens when the government doesn't uh, take responsibility and have any authority and use it against them to try and, uh, you know, restrict them from, uh, you know, influencing culture this much. But, I mean, you know, they're not going to do that because they don't have any self-respect. Again, please do not sue me. This is just opinion. <laughs> but uh, here's what else he says. If they censor the president, they'll censor anyone. Oh, I mean, you don't think I could figure that out? I mean, they they pretty much been censoring anybody that they deem as uh, whatever that they don't like. I mean, that that's the whole culture that's going on right now. So, you know, it's up to the government to stop it. If the government doesn't want to do nothing, then we're done. 
I mean, that, that's just kind of how it is, homie. <laughs> it's kind of sad, but yeah, pretty much done. Anyways, this Freedom Phone, so-called, is going to be uh, listed for $500, and it's targeted towards the, the MAGA uh, voters, or Trump voters. Which is fine, there's nothing wrong with the Trump voters. Absolutely nothing wrong. But I mean, if you're really going to try and market your product to these people, are you, are you at least going to be, you know, honest and actually make a product that aligns with the values of the person that you're trying to target, the consumer t uh, uh, niche that you're trying to target? I mean, really, that's like advertising 101. Okay, I mean, we're not even going to talk about technology anymore for a little bit. Now we're going to talk about advertising and how pathetic this guy kind of is at it. But then again, he's not because people are actually interested in this and he's getting people to hype it for him. So, I mean, what the heck? Okay. And his tagline was, a phone made for conservatives by conservatives. Oh yeah, I remember this. This is a similar thing to what happened with the Black, Black Rifle Coffee Company. Uh, you know, earlier where they released this video on YouTube, a skit or whatever, talking about, oh, Starbucks now, liberal, uh, buy our coffee. I mean, pretty much that's what it was. That's all it is. What's that? Starbucks doesn't want you to have a gun? Oh, just go ahead and buy our coffee and we'll donate to the NRA. Turns out they weren't. They were donated to the Democratic Party. How's that for a grift right there, huh? Pretty insane. That's pretty much what I feel like is going to come out of this device, uh, or out of this product, but, you know, whatever. Uh. Sorry, I'm getting kind of tired now, but anyways... Uh, the company behind the Freedom Phone. Apparently the company's also called Freedom Phone. Again, that's another red flag. Why would you name a company after one product? I'm getting tired of this, too. Yeah. Oh, well, here's their website right here. Nice job, face fake spot, but I already know this uh, person is pathetic and a scam. So, uh, let's actually exit out of this right now. Uh, here we go, right here. Oh, it's currently undergoing scheduled maintenance. Oh, look at this. The website is so crappy that they can't even, uh, they can't even just set it up correctly the first time. They gotta, they have to make changes all around. I mean, honestly, how pathetic is this? Truly, by the way, I'm gonna do a real quick shout out right here to this other channel on YouTube. He's very popular. His name is CoffeeZilla. I don't know if you've heard of him before. He's a, a great, uh, earnest individual. He's looking to expose all these, uh, all these, uh, fake scams and stuff. All these, uh, he does specializes in, uh, quick, uh, quick, rich, get rich, I can't even talk today. Get ri rich, quick schemes. Say that fast, like five times. But anyways, that, that's what he focuses on, but he can do stuff for all kinds of different industries. He exposes scams. Book scams, uh, technology Silicon Valley scams, health, medical scams, pharmaceutical scams, you know, whatever. He does all these scams. He, he exposes all these scams. The man is a killer. 
He's a great individual. I highly suggest you go subscribe and like his work. You can leave likes on his videos. Very, very good. Uh, I heard he's actually in a little bit of trouble because one of the people he exposed is trying to sue him now. So, yeah, go ahead and give him some support with that. I'll leave a link to his channel in the description below for this episode. But, yeah. Anyways, uh, what am I? Okay. That was, uh, no. Alright, but anyways, here we go. He, this uh, phone claims to have an, an operating system ca called uh, Freedom OS, and it's a so-called free speech first operating system that the company claims to have developed entirely from scratch, which I highly doubt that, because look at these pictures. It's literally just a rebranded Android. They took a stock Android. Not even, not even like a privacy-focused Android distro like Calyx OS or, you know, Lineage or, or Graphene OS. You know, none of that. Instead, they just do the literal stock Android and just add so, some somehow conservative apps. Apparently, that's what they're called on the phone, and that means it's a great security phone. I mean, I'm getting tired of this stuff right here website gives you no indication of what you actually bought. Yeah, as, as you could see right there, they're actually working on the website right now because this article probably exposed them. So, I mean, you know, they had to be like, oh, crap, we're going to get exposed now. Oh, we best go change our website, homie. Oh, my. That's probably what he'd be saying now. And apparently, he's over here talking to the Daily Beast, admitted that the supposedly... He, he's okay. At least he's over here admitting stuff now. But what he's admitting, I mean, literally, he's admitting that he's a complete and total uh, scumbag and liar for uh, and scammer as he's trying to uh, scam you guys and grift off you with some money. But anyways, it says his supposedly patriotic phone was manufactured by Umi Digi, which is a Chinese hardware uh, knockoff manufacturing tech company. It's pretty much, all this device is, again, rebranded. There's your key word right there. Rebranded Umi Digi A9 Pro, which, if you want to just uh, buy this phone by itself, you can buy it for around $120. So what it looks like they're doing is they're buying it for around $120 from this Chinese company. They then manufacture it there, and then they ship it over here. And then it lands in a warehouse over here, which they then, uh, I guess... At the warehouses where they configure it to make it look like it's them making it entirely themselves. And they go and then they ship it off and distribute it to everybody who's looking to buy this phone. Which, I mean... What the heck? I mean, honestly. Wh why would you... You know, after knowing this? I mean, come on now. And of course, there's no spec sheet, too. So you can't look at the specs on this phone. Which is truly, you know... I mean, what the heck? Pathetic? Very pathetic. But anyways. So they're right here. The uncensorable app store is literally a Play Store client, as you know. Stop. Stop accidentally clicking on stuff, Alan. I mean, seriously. Sorry about that guy. Right here. Okay. So pretty much what this what this uh 
this Unt the Patriot app. That's what he's calling it, the Patriot. And see, here, here's what he's getting. He is apparently kind of smart because he's getting these right-wing people, these right-wing pundits now that are up and coming to go and, uh, you know, uh, shield this device for him. I mean, they're pretty much giving him, like, sponsorships and not sponsors. They're giving him, like, advertisement and all this stuff. Like, all these people, I don't even, I still don't entirely know who all these people are. It's, it's I'm not understanding. But, uh, you know. So, and it looks like they never ban any apps, period. What happens if they contain malware, prawn, Title IX violations, or adult content? I mean, honestly, no one wants to... What happens if you have a kid, he uses this, he goes, apparently he accidentally stumbles on a Title IX violation, and then what, you're over there as a parent, your wallet's already drained, now his brain's gonna get drained too. Gonna go down the toilet, his morality will be gone, evaporated, vanished like Harry Houdini. Honestly. That's what happens when you don't, uh, at least monitor. That would be the ideal thing. Don't ban stuff for political reasons or whatever. But just, don't, don't allow apps that have malware in them, illegal content, and Title IX prawn violations. I mean, honestly. What the heck, homie? You really need to take a, you really need to understand that this is, you know, It was, though, because, you know, he just, he just apparently he likes scamming, so, you know, what the heck? I mean, honestly, but anyways, turns out the phone's Patriot store is pretty much a rebranded Aurora store, which is basically an open source client for the Play Store. It connects to the Play Store servers and has all the apps on the Play Store. It's, it's just another way of accessing the Play Store without Google Play Store. So, I mean, it's, uh, what, like, uh, honestly, you know, what, there's no point with this. You can just get, you can legit buy the, if you really didn't care about where the company was, uh, where the phone was manufactured from, you could legit just buy this phone for about 120 on Chinese Amazon AliExpress and just, and get it rooted and change the loader and change the operating system. And, and download the Aurora store and F-Droid store and all these stores. And then download all the apps you want that are free. Actually free. I mean, this is not the way to do it. By the way, if you guys want to know how to change your operating... Uh, or want me to review phone operating systems in the future, I will be happy to do it. Uh, you know, just leave comments down below which uh, what you want me to see. I was planning on doing it anyways, but... you know. I guess you can still leave comments down below on what you would like to see as well. But, uh, yeah. I mean, okay, so I'm not going to go through this whole thing. This article's kind of long. Pretty much the other thing I'll talk about is look at all these payment processes. If this man was really concerned about privacy and security, then this man would allow you to pay in cryptocurrency. Specifically, Monero, because it's a privacy coin. But instead, he does not do that. He only allows you to pay with credit cards, debit cards, or online merchants that use that connect to your credit card, like PayPal, or Venmo, stuff. And actually, that was only uh, on July 12th. 
eight days later, he pretty much gets rid of all these PayPal options. Instead, he just lets, he's only allowing you to pay with your card, your credit card. So what in the world of... I mean, this is really just a mess right here. It's, this is truly a mess. Okay. I mean, yeah, you you can go read this yourself. I got the link in the... I'll put the link in the description of the episode as well. But yeah, go ahead. I got his Twitter right here. I mean, it's almost as pathetic as his website. I mean, honestly. It says right here, it's his own blend of AOSP, Lineage OS, Graphene, and our personal development. Great, why wouldn't you just pick Graphene? I mean, you really don't need this this uh this phone or anything else. You do not need this man to go ahead and pre-install his own conglomerate mess of Android uh ripoff operating systems uh four versions. I mean, honestly, now. Oh, and it says it makes it any better. It's not made in mainland China, mainland China. Well, I mean, it's not made in the U.S. either, because he says it right here. The United States at scale is not capable. Of making a phone. It just is not. I mean, uh, then why would you, you know, why would you over here talk about how this phone is so patriotic and whatever? We ended up finding an incredible manufacturer with the free and freedom-loving people of Hong Kong. Okay, I mean, that's basically China. You couldn't even go a little bit outside. You couldn't even at least go to, okay. I can't even, okay. No, whatever. You couldn't even at least go a little bit further outside of, you know, China. You just had to go to a place that's apparently autonomous. But really it's not, because China technically has control over the, the governor there. So basically it's pretty much China. Basically mainland China. Literally, Hong Kong is on mainland China. It's just the government is, is it takes it from, like, when it was a colony of the, the Great Britain. So, I mean, that that's... You couldn't even at least go to, like, Thailand or something, or, you know, you couldn't even go to, like, Turkey or, or, or whatever, Palestine or Greece. I don't know. Go somewhere else, at least. Canada? Well, Canada's probably more expensive than the U.S., if that's what you were... That, that's probably what he was really... He wanted to make all this profit and suck as much money as he wanted from the people, from the people who earnest, hardworking people who voted for Trump. This man is pathetic. I'm I'm done with him. Anyways, all right, guys. So pretty much, uh, if if you like this video, just go ahead and uh, if you really enjoyed this video, go ahead and leave a like, comment, what what you thought about it. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, Odyssey, whatever. Even if you're on Spotify, go ahead and leave me a like, add me to your playlist, you know, share me around. Uh, that didn't sound kind of good, but, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, just, you know, share, share my, share my episodes, share whatever. Uh, yeah, just like, comment. Alright. Stay tuned for next episode, too, because I'm still working on getting it to Apple Podcast and uh, Stitcher as well. I may consider putting it on Amazon if they approve me. I might go work on that soon as well. But, uh, yeah. 
anyways, thank you guys for watching. Have a great, have a good night, and uh, stay tuned. So, bye.